Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. This is the internet's only college football podcast, and that's why we're going to spend most of this edition talking about text messages, emails, forms of communication, ways of conveying information from one party to another, or, I don't know, in the case of University of Tennessee Athletic Director, now fired, John Curry, what feels like 428,000 people trying to convey information to one in the span of about, I don't know, feels like five days, maybe four days total. Anyway, we're going to talk about that because this week we got a lot of we got a lot of public information requests answered. And it turns out that when you fire a coach or people want you to fire a coach. Oh, that's just the start of the adventure, people, because in the SEC, it just means more. And by it means more, I mean pages. I mean, when people find out not only that you have fired your coach, but that you're going to hire somebody that they don't like, um, it means um, how many pages? Joining me are Jason and Ryan. Either one of you. Again, how many pages on a single day, November 26th, 2017, how many pages worth of texts, threats, messages, signals might be a generous way to call it, invective, um, calumny, slander? Liable. I know one of them's only written, but throw both of them in there because if you read them, sure, they qualify for whatever you want to call them. All right. How many pages did John Curry receive on, on November 26th? I counted them earlier today, so I, I'm cheating. I already know the answer. So on the um, on the day that the Greg Schiano news came out, which was mm-hmm. the event that started the, uh, the onslaught, within mm-hmm. three hours, it was 287 pages worth of texts. Um, not 287 texts, 287 pages of texts, plus emails and who knows whatever else. Yep. And that was before the um, the transmission cutoff. If you look at the documents, there's a break between 6.06 and 9.53. There's like three hours we don't even know about. So it, it could have been twice that. There's just, and all told that day, 335 pages. 300 and 35 pages on one phone dude had two phones okay just remember that next time you're struggling writing your novel (laughs) listener next time you're like oh i'm only through 78 pages tennessee fans wrote a novel in in half a day is the novel good no it's kind of colorful it's kind of good it's kind of good it's it's got really good parts it's a little directionless but so is the tennessee coaching search so who can blame them write what you know yeah, I like and that. Um, so the famous stuff that people saw, people pulled out the newsworthy stuff um, from the big document dump. You know, the the coaches coming and going, and oh, Tennessee wants Dave Doran, and Dave Doran can't get a call back, and all that stuff. That was from John Curry's second phone, which he, <laughs> which really spun into a thing Monday morning, about uh, fifteen hours after the sheer madness gripped the countryside um but the the first phone fans just kept going they had that number they didn't have the second important business phone so the first phone just became like a community dump for um collective insanity just people just kept bombarding that for five and a half days um and then the transmission cuts off we don't know what happens after they're probably still texting it i don't know yeah, I think at that. Have we have we called it? Have we tried to call it? <laughs> we, we should. We should just we should just call up John Curry. You know, 
because if you notice and you actually make it all the way to the end of these which sadly i think jason and i both did at least oh yeah yeah if you make it all the way to the end it's quite a journey because some people who have participated in the entire cycle i think it's very hard to read like 300 or 400 pages of anything and not sort of at least come to a fuller understanding of everyone as a person. I mean, is that, is that fair to say? Yeah, there's that. Um, w- like the weird thing is seeing all these people as numbers. There's no way to, to identify, like, you know, half of them are calling from the same area code. So there's no way to distinguish who is saying what. So they sort of all feel like one person. Like it really feels like you're reading a hive mind debating itself. Um, especially once Curry is is plugged into various group chats, which sounds like absolute hell. <laughs> being stuck yeah. in like Let- at one point, it has to be at least four or five different group chats because for the Bruce Feldman tweet about Dave Doran, Tennessee, or Jeff Brom turning down Tennessee is shows up like five different times. So it has to be at least five different group chats going on. Imagine that that's your inbox. That's hell. Let, let's, rewind, let's rewind here and just clarify that point for anyone listening. What happened during this is not only did people get John Curry's personal cell phone number, okay? The one he uses for the university, at least. That's why we're able to see any of this, because it was the university's cell phone. And public records in the state of Tennessee are foyable. If you're well, if well, you're a resident I, of the state, right? If if Tennessee doesn't like you anymore, so yeah, yeah, let's 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 unpack that a little bit. Yeah, because you're right. In in the broadest possible terms, this all seems totally normal. You ask for public documents from a state institution like the University of Tennessee. They redact, you know, sensitive information or stuff that's subject to um, attorney-client privilege. Or things that are part of a pending investigation. I know all this because I used to be a FOIA officer and God was that fun. Um, And then they sort of like haggle with you a little bit. They give you a little bit. You fight. You say, I know there's more. Nope. Not what happened here. What does not happen is you do not say, here is his cell phone. Here is all of it. Here is literally all of it. Uh, Spencer, remind me, who's the current athletic director at the University of Tennessee? Well, that'd be former coach Phil Thulmer. Let, uh, let me ask you, what do you think would happen if we FOIA'd Phil Fulmer's phone records? I think they would straight up tell us Phil Fulmer doesn't know how to use a phone. <laughs> would we so believe coach, them? Coach's hands on, man. He'll either, when he says he'll holler at you, he means literally across the holler. Like, <laughs> oh, Yeah. We'd kind of believe him, to be fair. Like, it's fucking wild that somebody just said, yeah, you know what? Give it, give it them all. <laughs> all of it. Give them all of it. Imagine fucking John Curry. It's March. He got fired months ago. He has been not involved with the University of Tennessee for a while. Mm-hmm. He's waking up last week just thinking like, oh, you know, let's see how my bracket's doing. Spring training's underway. Gotta get looking for a new job, but not a big hurry. I got I negotiated this buyout with the University of Tennessee. I'm sure we're on good terms since I took less than what I was owed. Hey, what's going on in this news media? Oh God. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Although you know, that's that's one thing, right? That they released yeah. everything. And there are Phil Fulmer's emails in here if you look at them. Scandal free. Scandal proof. They're just forwards. They're just him going, well, you know, seems like a tough time they're having up there. 
if only somebody could come and fix it all for everybody. And the, the big bump does happen to include fans saying, like, we, we need Fulmer to take this whole thing back over. <laughs> That's it. Like, most of the emails are basically like, hey, man, you know, it'd be great if Phil Fulmer came over here. Phil Fulmer's just over there hitting forward. <laughs> that's all he knows There's, how to do right he's like i don't know the aol machine tells me to hit the forward there is one part of this i do i do want us to address um as part of this exchange uh john curry contacted a member of sports media and basically he said you know hey it'd be doing me a solid if you could sort of get out there and beat the drum in favor of Greg Schiano, who we're hiring. Um, and and I think, you know, people have a lot of strong opinions about whether that's okay and whether that's normal. And I, all I want to focus on is this. Why would you go to... I mean, we're sports media pe- members, to some extent, sad as that is. We can't move any public opinion at all. If you're going to do this, you don't go to a media member, you go to the message board, you go find, you know, wine Schuler 77 or Cruella Duvall. And you say, Hey, <laughs> I, need you to write, I need you to write some dope posts about how Greg Shiano's evolve through and through and how Mike Gundy probably doesn't even like boats or dogs. Like that's where you go. You go straight to the message board folks. If you, if, if you don't have a message board account yourself, which that's the disappointing thing from all of this is that if Tennessee really did release all publicly available information, that means John Curry did not have a VolQuest or the like message board account and therefore was derelict in his duties. Well, I mean, I will not. that's where it all went wrong. I think what you do is you get a recruit to say it's good and then you're solid. If, if like, you know, five star, whatever, had come that. out and said, I'm like, pretty sure, yeah, they're I'm pretty sure they tried that. The recruits refer to the AD as Coach Curry, which that's that's kind of cute, you know. And he tells them like, "Study up, study hard, kids." And then um, a certain Tennessee interim coach has to come in and remind the AD of uh, contact rules. Uh, what what was that? What was that coach's name? The interim coach at the time, Brady Oak, proud member of Tennessee football. I haven't updated my LinkedIn, so as far as you know, I'm still there. Yeah. <laughs> And, and Brady Hoke made um, a few appearances on both phones, um, and he is easily spottable from afar because he's the only one, along with like two or three people, one of whom is accused of being a Bernie Sanders parody account, mm-hmm. who tweet in all caps. And and not even like short bursts. Like some of it, sometimes you get like, okay, look forward to it, or on the bus to hotel. I will call when we get to the hotel. And some of that just like, okay, that's fine. But then there are like multi-sentence. Like what's going on here? Option A is um, Brady Hoke never has his reading glasses on when he's texting. Option B, Brady Hoke uses talk to text and just screams at his phone the whole, just screams at his phone. It's like, whoa, okay, we get it. This is what you want. By the way, when you say screaming on his phone, I just see it like, if you remember, there's that one like, infamous scene in the Gognum style video where Sai is screaming at a butt. 
that's what I see. Like him, like Aah! screaming at the iPhone, like at some lady's butt. We obviously got a lot of requests to read these in Brady Hope voice. Um, I am also going to read a couple of them in Brady Hope voice in Italian. But I think rather than sort of just um, do that in one fell swoop, we're just going to continue talking and I'm just going to interrupt you two randomly with Brady Hope uh, scream texts. That's I think that's a great plan. Jason, Okay. what I wanted to mention, there's one point where clearly... Tonight would work best after <laughs> 6.30 if that works. Sorry, I just wanted to test you there. Just over, over the top, man. <laughs> All that enthusiasm. I know. I know There's one more. thing. Don't worry. Don't he may worry. be doing voice to text, but he's not wearing a headset. That's for you, Michigan no. fans. It's for you. No, I love no, you. I, I, I will... think the reason he does all caps. It's the same as his coaching style. All claps. Other other thing. Go through. Go through all these text messages from Brady Hoke. Detach yourself from context. All of them could be about ordering calzones. All of them. All of them. Tonight would work best after 630 if that works. About Calzones. Okay, look forward to it. About Calzones. John, very sorry to hear what has happened. This is the bullcrap that college football has become. If I can be of any help, please let me know. About Calzones. That's true. Not about football. We got a Calzone? Let's talk about it. Jason, what I wanted to say is that there's a point where clearly Curry's number becomes, if not public knowledge, at least circulated knowledge. Because at that point in the text messages, like prior to that, these go back to like, I don't know, September or something. And they're pretty mundane. He takes a lot of meetings at 7 a.m. at the Waffle House on Paper Mill Road, which I guess is a thing. It's a fine place to have breakfast meetings, is the Waffle House, if you want to be anonymous, right? He... Has a lot of like, oh, thinking about you. Hey, how you doing? Kind of things. He has a lot of like, oh, you got a funeral. That's too bad. We should send him something. A lot of real boring administrative stuff. Even the kind of mundane administrative things like, hey, I don't know how to adjust the heat in my office. Which yeah, he gets in, he gets in a, like a little hot seat joke there. He's like, as if my job wasn't hot enough. <laughs> yeah, there's one where he needs IT to help him with a computer. The response is, have you tried turning it off and back on? We don't hear anything. So I assume it worked. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not but, making that up. That's in there. But then w- once the crisis hits and you start seeing things like, hey, this is Clay Travis, which there is. There's one mention of his name in there, which is, hey, this is Clay Travis. And you don't really see a clear response. in there. You see different journalists. You see Jimmy Hyams, who's like a long time Knoxville guy in there like going ah, there's a lot of misinformation that's true but then you start seeing things like i don't know a couple of random florida fans are in there <laughs> which is like keep butch forever go gators <laughs> yeah right after the um the shiano thing 13 minutes after the first report was when all hell broke loose and <laughs> pretty early on there's a kentucky fan who is only identifiable by area code saying I'm a lifelong Vol, and this is a great hire. <laughs> They're calling from Lexington, so. <laughs> yeah, those are my favorite, which is, woo, keep him forever. Yeah, bring on Shiano. That sounds awesome. Go dogs. So, when we say that these people are, like, texting John Curry, it's not exactly like that. John Curry's number at, this, at some point gets, I guess, circulated. 
and passed around so that people begin adding them to their personal group chats, like with their bros, where, I don't know, they talk about a wide array of topics based on these messages alone. So they just add him. Now, keep in mind, John Curry is blocking them at one point, right? Like, he can block the number so that he's no longer included in these insane group chats, which, I don't know, we have a number of different varying ages here, but people who are all, uh, I guess, reasonably literate with group electronic communication. Uh, Jason, do you participate in a regular group text with, like, bros? No, no. I have, um, like, Slack for work and, like, Twitter and email and so on. That's that's enough typing. Okay. My, my wife's in a few. She's about my same age, so it is a still thing, still a thing, but not. For yeah, me. Ryan. No, my same thing. My wife has a long-standing one with some of her friends. I, I, I don't have friends. Okay, that's that's good. That's good. No one's no one's surprised by that. <laughs> but that's fine. Guess who has? Guess who got a lot of friends sometime around November twenty sixth? John Curry. John Curry got all the friends he could ever want because they start to add him to these like long group texts, and he's blocking them. But if you send them, they still become part of like the transcript on your phone, right? Even if they're blocked. So when you request them, you get these idiots, and I say idiots affectionately because. You're all kind of brilliant for doing this in the first place. But you get these people talking about oh, just a just a, a smorgasbord of topics, right? So in the middle of this like long, like, hey, fuck you, man. Don't hire Shiano. He ran a child sex ring. There's a lot of people who are very mistaken about and believe what they want to believe about Greg Shiano. Did you say he, he, he and Obama, they, they got together and they're going to invade Mars for the gays? Like, there's a lot of that. In, in the group chat of people who basically which which they make uh, up they make up Barack Obama Barack Obama's never denied those charges never no not once what's he hiding that's what I want to know why why isn't he still president <laughs> so there's a lot of people who believe that the National Park Police and uh, Nancy Pelosi are coming to steal the riches of all football, right? Then they're, they're just believing whatever they want. Like, you put Shiano in there, guess what happens next? That's right, Sharia law. You seen that offense? It sucks. That's what happened to Travis Henry. They disappeared him. He's in a CIA <laughs> black site right now. <laughs> so there's a lot of that. But there's also a lot of people discussing things in this transcript, right, uh, in between all of the, like, I will never give you a dollar again. There's a lot of, like, um, talking about Bitcoin. <laughs> and and people who are talking about, at one point, they're like, like, in a group chat, it's like, Curry, if you do this, you completely, like, betray my trust as a Vol fan. By the way, the Titans have three rushing yards through two quarters. <laughs> but that's the next line. <laughs> Yeah, there's um after the group chats take over, it's the Sunday night, there's a long fantasy football debate about Julio versus Antonio Brown. <laughs> the, Monday morning, uh there is someone sharing sloth facts, someone else is quoting Lil Pump. Um someone is quoting or people are dropping in a tweet by at @lucidity that reads don't fucking call yourself festive if you can't fit an entire Christmas tree in your ass. Alongside, 
<laughs> alongside Donald Trump announcing the fake news awards. Those two tweets were pretty much neck and neck in the group chats. Shortly after that, there is a debate about whether the earth is flat or not. <laughs> um, someone says, Jones! So, okay, Questo! Estato Juro! Dave Brandon! Estato Fuori! A la mob mentality! Come me fatto! Melio! Eva Sukiare! Siamo dietro! Te ese passo! Essere di qualsiasi! Aiuto fatemi! Te conoscere! Was that Japanese Brady Hope? No, it was Italian, but his pronunciation wow. could lead you to believe that it was yeah. the language of Japan. Yeah, I wonder if Brady Hoke, if there's any language you could hear him speaking and you could cite it accurately. Boys through Crossavia! Thank you, Brady. Yeah, there's there's my favorite turn in that group. <laughs> Like there's there's so much random humanity interspersed with this, by the way, because toward the end, when you're getting down into all of these things, including, by the way, a digression where I think one of the threads that they get thrown in or that he gets thrown in is a conversation between Tennessee undergrads or people who are like, I don't know, just sort of out of school. There's a lot of young people in, in one particular chat who are sort of at least like grad or very barely post-grad, right? And one of them is applying for an internship at the ringer and somehow in a conversation about it, it comes up. Hey, do you think Bill Simmons smokes weed? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, a good three or four line conversation of like, nah, he's not down. No way. Does Bill Simmons smoke weed. Um, so that's in there. But toward the end, I love it. And I forget which one it is. But toward the end, these guys are discussing, you know, like after everyone's been fired, they're like, oh, yeah, man, it fells back and everything. And. And they kind of, I guess, one of them remembers that they're still CCing John Curry on everything said here. They're like, hey, man, like, you know, we're not bitter. Like, no anger. All's forgiven, man. You're one of us now, John. We've been through a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is um, day day six, right before Curry's about to be fired. Um, <clears throat> and I quote three lines from the same number. You are right, Curry. And man, if you don't want to talk football, that's okay. You can talk to us about anything. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people on this chat, um, counting Curry. We have accepted you, Curry. You're just like us, John Curry. You're you have no power in Tennessee athletics whatsoever. Shortly after that, get your head out of your ass and get the balls of best coach in the country. Spend the money you said T and had, or you can get out and give up like the loser you are. You dumbass. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, like let's it's important to remember that this is not this is not John Curry like, okay, we've announced the Greg Shiano hire and now we're just doing damage control and he's the coach. Like, nope, that's not what happens. He's getting yelled at not through text messages by people on the UT board and other people at the university and probably other people reaching out to him on his third and fourth phone. Um and he's trying to hire so so like imagine you're John Curry and you're sitting down to talk to Mike Leach and you're like excuse me I just gotta silence this just yeah I absolutely yeah I'm just gonna <laughs> that must oh what a oh Jesus why would anybody ever work in college athletics why 
What a terrible job. My favorite, um, my other favorite, there's a long digression on, let's see, I guess this would be Thursday. The day, yeah, the day before he's fired. There's a long digression. Um, everyone is live tweeting into Curry's inbox. Tiger Woods this whole round. Yeah. Um, Tiger Woods. Tiger back. Feels like '98. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't because Tennessee football sucks. Oh. So has Tiger since his wife beat him. Our wife was Lane Kiffin. <laughs> There's a lot of Lane Kiffin in here. They're fully aware of um, what he did, and they're fully aware of how badly they want him back. I I really want to go back to, to um, a non-John Curry text message. As much of a tale of humanity and pathos that the messages to and from Curry's company-issued phone are, and they are. Like I feel like I went on a journey by reading all of them. There is an email that he gets... Um, from Chancellor Beverly Davenport, you know, head of the whole shebang at the University of Tennessee. And um, it's harrowing because, uh, as I think most people have noticed since Friday, at one point, Curry is on a plane for six hours and nobody sort of knows what's going on because he's getting yelled at by everybody and he's heading out to California. And I don't think people really realize that he was out there to meet with Mike Leach. And that the Dave Doran thing had fallen through. This information had asymmetrically sifted down through the various power players at Tennessee. And not in a good way, right? Like like a house settling unevenly, it was not a good result. And then, at the worst possible time, the Wi-Fi goes out on the plane. So he gets, he gets nothing. Damn you, go-go! <laughs> go-go's go. Go. Go a Georgia fan, I done told you. Yeah. Go-Go go, go Air fails John Curry at the worst possible time. Run the so damn he... ball, Go-Go! <laughs> <laughs> so when the when he gets off the plane, he sends an apologetic email being like, Hey, I'm out here to do this stuff. And if you've ever been in like a frantic and bad spot at work, you'll read this email and like your stomach will sort of twist up in knots of... The worst kind of memory, because you've probably gotten this email. This is from his boss, right? Thank you for the email. I trust you're on your way back to Knoxville as I requested in my text this afternoon. It's already bad. <laughs> That's really bad. This morning, we tried for six hours to contact you about the state of the search. Oh, God damn you, go-go! <laughs> This is already bad. Like, you you know you're fired after the first two sentences, right? You're done. Done. It's going to get worse. Fourth sentence. After finally connecting, comma. God, you're so fucking fired. <laughs> after finally connecting, piece of shit. You inform me you are in California heading into a meeting with Mike Leach. This was the first I'd heard of this meeting. Oh, God. <laughs> done. Done. It's uh, like these are just nails in an already sealed, welded shut coffin. Because of the confusion from earlier in the day with the other candidate. God damn it. Could you be any less competent? I like how we don't even know which candidate. There were so many. <laughs> no. 
Just the other house fire. I don't know I which think, one. I, I feel like that might have been Kevin Sumlin, but there, who could say? I asked you. It's, you know what, t- Tennessee fans? It was Bill Belichick. You heard it here first. I asked you not to pursue any discussions about employment with any additional candidates. I would like to meet with you in my office at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Oh, shit. <laughs> Parenthetical, December 1st. <laughs> To continue this discussion. Okay, Bev put the date what, in there. What time, what, time, what time did she send this email? Um, I don't have the timestamp on it. It's not good. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so now, there was an out here that he failed to take advantage of. Do you know what that out was? Hmm. I'm pretty sure at the time, Washington State had an opening for an athletic director, and I think he should have just switched it and been like, nope, I'm interviewing for that job. Fuck it. Listen. I'm done. I'm already done. I'm already out here. Hey, Wazoo. Coach Coach Leach, take me with you. And amid <laughs> all this, Mike Leach is emailing Curry to say, hey, I enjoyed talking with you. We should, we should drink many beers together. And just like the weirdest Mike Leach stuff, like. You know, just picture, I don't have it in front of me, but however Mike Leach would say, I would like to work at your job. That's what's happening on in his in his inbox. There's there's a subsequent email that he sends or text message that he sends to Leach saying, ah, hey, listen, I got to get back, man. It'd be great to work with you sometime. And Leach instantly recognizes what's happened. happens and goes, hey, if there's anything I can do for you and your family, because you just lost your job. That's cool. <laughs> like he knows. He's like, oh. Oh, okay. So this whole thing just fell through and you just lost your job. Cool. Hey, man, it's been great. (laughs) (laughs) Like completely fulfilling his role as random dude you meet on a space station, right? (laughs) In a a doomed sort of like space opera, right? Like, hey, there's the kooky mechanic on this place that's going to blow up in five minutes. He's the mechanic who's getting out of this fine. You're the one blowing up. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even it's not even it's like you landed on the planet to rescue him and then he looks and he's like, "Huh, notice the leak in your suit. Anyway, uh if there's anything you want me to tell the folks back on Earth, I'd be happy. We will miss you and consider you a hero." Yeah, you, yeah. you landed on his planet and you're allergic to his atmosphere. <laughs> yep. Oh boy, that's unfortunate. If I get, if I get this email like 6 hours into a frantic search, which John Curry earlier this day, it's earlier this day on this very day had said well, whatever happens today, it's going to be epic. <laughs> so I think he knew. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get bad, y'all. Let's just figure out how. Let's figure out whether I'm going to land this burning plane or not. Reader, he did not. If you get this email at any point in your professional career, just stay where you're at. You live there now, right? If you'd get this and you're just you're in Perth, Australia, the other side of the world, and you get this email, guess where you live? You live in Perth now. Send for your stuff and your family. Yeah, make them come. To, make them come to you to chew your ass out. I would like to meet with you in my, my office. Show to my office at nine in the morning. I'm already on the West Coast. You kidding me? I know I'm fired. What? <laughs> how? How can this get worse? I would love that. I would like to meet with you in my office. Hey, you know, Bev, it's good to want things in life. You want to talk to me? <laughs> come find me, fuckers. Quant Quantus is ready when you are. <laughs> you know, here's here's the thing. He had a treasure trove. Of material that he could have used to say he was hacked. Just start forwarding her. Just start replying with uh, Antonio Brown or Julio Jones. Uh, uh, I find this could be very good. Hey, you want to talk about Bitcoin? You think Bill Simmons owns Bitcoin? Just totally. And then back it all up and be like, boy, you know, 
lost control of the email account yesterday. Don't know what that was about. Hope you didn't no. send anything important. No way. You loop her into the group text. That's where you go. Hey guys, <laughs> this has been real entertaining. Can I? I'm looping my friend Deb in here. She's Bev. She's gonna help us with. She's gonna help us decide this whole Julio Antonio thing. Yeah, that's how he six his minions on her. Like, like all all these kids who are like, you know, they're talking about. It was like Tuesday morning. They're talking about smoking pot, playing Call of Duty, and whatever. Which yes, they're organizing in Curry's mentions in his inbox. Like, if he shows up right then and says, "Yeah, yeah, bros, uh, I I can't make it, but you know." How about you talk shit to my boss? They would have been like, oh, shit, yeah, we'll do that for our bro Curry. We hate you, but we'll do that. You're one of us now. And then, like, six days later, they're like, Bev is so much cooler than John. No, Yeah, they would have been like, oh, fuck, Bev found my parents. She told them where I've been hiding my... Oh, my God, Bev is fucking brutal. Bev, fa- Bev, found-, Bev found my pets. She threatened them. It's amazing. Bev's got me. Bev's got me in community college. It's really turned my life around. I I owe it all to Bev. I and the group text. I, I think that there's a little moment in here, which um, it's toward the end when everybody is fired and it's all collapsing for pretty much everyone involved, except for Phil Fulmer and Bev Davenport. Johnny Sparenzaki Fisaberry for yesterday. Let you attest to Paula DeCalcio. Conoscere l'ambiente in qui viviamo e quello che deve essere fatto a Tennessee. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying? Fatwa, yeah. Tennessee? <laughs> See, I told you. Make the wrong hire. Sharia law. It's coming. You used to call it, it used to be Bucksnort, Tennessee. Now it's called Fatwa. <laughs> Fatwa. Sorry, sorry. What's the what's the interesting part to you, Spencer? That in the very end, there is a very short message from Butch Jones that says, "Hey, I just want to know I'm thinking about you, John." <laughs> yeah, this is after Curry's been fired. Butch pops in to say, "Been there, man." <laughs> <laughs> Which because because you fired me six days you got ago. The, you got the bev email, huh? You you got the bev email, didn't you, man? Oh, that bev email's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't go, y'all. <laughs> Breaking hey man, glass and everything. School. I showed up at eight forty-five. She said you're late. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That would to, that to me was the icing on the cake there. When you're like, wow, where are we gonna wrap this up? I think I'll wrap it with Butch Jones putting his head out of a garbage can with a fish, you know, like a fish skeleton in his mouth, like a cartoon cat going, "Hey, bud, I'm thinking about you." <laughs> You know, you know, wherever he gets, wherever Curry gets his next job, he's just going to be like, ah, uh, yes, I'd like to request the cell phone plan with no SMS capability, please. Yes, just calls. <laughs> no, no text messaging required. Uh, if you can get me the phone that doesn't even have snake on it, I want it to have as few features, just the big fat numbers. That's all. Thank you. Just a rotary phone. Yeah. <laughs> with a very long cord. Yes. Uh, instead of a phone, I would like. 30 pigeons mm-hmm, that won't testify as long as they won't testify i love these pigeons yeah that's that that was that it's it was way more entertaining to read than i thought it also made me never ever want a position of responsibility in college athletics ever not that that was a danger i liked it because it came like at the same time that 
we're having all this sort of like public uh public anguish over oh my god facebook and google and all these companies that take all your data and who knows what's in there and you know who else the university of tennessee the university of tennessee has all of your information and just gives it to whoever they want because you tried to hire greg shano yeah that's true facebook facebook dumps info and it's like massive scandal tennessee does it and everyone's like oh thank you tennessee for this hour of laughter you have given me that's how Facebook should spend this. Instead, they should just be like, hey, you want to see this idiot's entire inbox? And be like, yeah, check yeah, it out. Like, who who's someone that just everybody fucking hates? Mm, Bobby Petrino. <laughs> okay, yeah. If, if Facebook comes out, comes out and says, all right, here's all the dirty deeds Bobby Petrino's been up to. That's a good way to ease us into it. And then they give us somebody we we slightly hate. You know, and then they work it up till like, you know, oh, we're spilling secrets of everybody now. And at that point, it's like, oh, okay, this is always hilarious when this happens. You'd probably be horrified to be like, man, Bobby Petrino is still playing Farmville in the year 2018. That's nuts. I don't even think that's supported. Spencer, when is the last time you went to the doctor? Uh, 1997. Um, was this because you had some sort of Casey and JoJo? related affliction perhaps uh no 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 uh it was not an affliction that i was going to have all my life <laughs> right a, a right. chronic a chronic illness as it's known yeah nor nor was it one that i only acquired lately it was strictly speaking um i've actually been to the doctor since then i'm just lying but yeah um the last time i went to the doctor was actually this year i got a physical i got a tune-up i got all that good stuff it was um it was pretty great I got to say, it's good when the doctor comes back and says, hey, you're not dead. What about you? When was the last time you went to the doctor? I, you're, uh, unless you're a police officer, I don't have to answer these questions, idiot. That's true. And even if it was a cop, call your lawyer. Remember, asking about your health, call a lawyer immediately, no matter who it is. Your spouse is like, hey, how are you feeling? You're like, not going to talk to you about that without my without attorney. my attorney present. You have the right to health privacy, goddammit. If, if you throw up in the middle of work and somebody says you feeling all right hand them your lawyer's card why are we talking about health uh well for two reasons one we forgot to record the ad read when we did the podcast last night because we are if nothing if not efficient and on top of our shit and two because we're here to talk to you about hymns a new wellness brand for men that's right, Spencer. It's doctors. You know, you know how doctors don't serve men anymore. How they're only for women and children. That's true. It's a, you walk in and they're like, "Sorry, dude, we hate men. Can't do it." We're trying to. We're try but in fairness, that's because they are trying to wipe out men. Because men uh, only serve two purposes in this world. One is to provide uh, genetic material for the re uh, the continued. Uh, reproduction of the species science has pretty much eliminated the need for that i'm pretty sure already and two it's to do bad podcasts that's the only reason why men are still uh, alive on this earth fortunately hymns cares about bad podcasts like this and they also care about hair loss skin care sexual wellness again for for men can you give me a good for men so that i can just sort of like have it whenever i want for men. For men. For men. For men. Um, for yeah. 
Hims is going to set you up with real doctors, medical grade solutions to treat your hair loss and other issues. And you don't have to go to the doctor's office where they will look at you, identify you as a man and cast you out into the street and say, we, we hope you rot in a fire. That's not how you die in a fire. But what does that doctor know? That's exactly why you go to Hims instead. You don't rot in a fire, stupid doctor. Agreed. Uh, you know what? You want a good fire doctor. That's really the kind of thing that I think as men, you can appreciate that we need that we need doctors who specialize in fire. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not not fire related injuries. Fire itself. I need a doctor of fire. I'm pretty sure you can go to Gene Simmons College of Medicine and get your uh, MD in fire if you want. Um, alternatively, if you are interested in trying out hymns, you can get a trial month for just $5 today while supplies last. You go to the website forhims.com for full details. You use forhims.com slash shutdown. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash shutdown to get this special limited time offer. They will teach you how to be a doctor of fire, and then you can command fire with your mind. And that's the real reason why doctors won't treat men anymore, because we have uh, untold powers to control fire with our minds, as seen in the hit film Firestarter, which, of course, Hollywood changed to be about a little girl because they don't respect men either. That's right. They don't respect our problems, right? For example, you know, thinning hair, bald spots. Are you know what? Are you just you just feeling a little, you know, are you just feeling a little worn? You just feeling a little tired? Are you just feeling like you don't, you know, you, you don't get to the barn as quickly as you used to, to use a horse term, right? Right. That's right. Four hymns. Get it checked out. Take care of yourself. Be a, be a man. I'm actually realizing that I was thinking of dragons this whole time. That's fine. Do you think about dragons too often? That could be a medical condition. Impossible. You can't think about dragons too often. Trick question. This is not the thing that has at least you two angriest or most fired up over the past week or so. No. Somebody made a Disney bracket, y'all. Somebody made a Disney bracket. They made a bad. Now, before we start, I want to say that I believe this is intentionally terrible. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Impossible. I know. It's, it's, as, it's as if people designed a social media site strictly to collect information as opposed to genuinely connect. Are you people. saying on this, our wonderful podcast, that somebody would make something intentionally terrible and put it out on the internet? Sir. Listener, I, 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 I do suggest this. The only good thing, the only thing that shows me that they have even a bit of play fake in them or a bit of camouflage is that the illusion of integrity is maintained by refusing to include Cars 2. Again, Cars 2, the only Pixar movie that has a legit torture scene. Well, they, they you know, they took it out of Wally, but it was there. <laughs> it, was, it was actually in The Good Dinosaur. Somebody didn't watch Finding Nemo all that closely. That's true. I mean, I like you. You get bent about a torture scene, and you're like, "How many of these involve murder?" And you're like, "More than more than I want to admit." Actually, yeah, kind of all of them, kind of every movie. Yeah, but yes, this is this is a very bad bracket. It's a terrible bracket. <sighs> Listen, the bottom right corner, <laughs> the yeah. southeastern region, if you will, complete trash. Complete okay. trash. Go talk to me. Here are some of the things 
that are included as first round matchups. You know, when you usually have a one versus a 16 or a two versus a 15, three versus a 14, right? That's new. That's normally what you have down here. But, but instead, what you have here, oh, I don't know. Let's just line up Wally and the Incredibles. Now, I want to say, I don't know. Maybe Wally had a bad season. Maybe their forward got hurt. Maybe their point guard was just misfiring. I don't know. But Wally versus the Incredibles is a straight-faced matchup in the first round. In the first round. Which is an insult. Then, then you have Cars. By far the most underrated Pixar movie. People crack on Cars. It's great. It's great. It's a fine Pixar movie. It's matched up against Monsters, Inc. Which, frankly... <sighs> just going to drop this here. I think Monsters, Inc. is a little overrated. Tell them. Tell them. I'm, I'm just going to let that out. I'm going to let it out. And then, just here, again, another matchup. Finding Nemo, which to me is like a clear one or a two seed, right? They got it against Inside Out, which is like Motherfucking a... Inside Out. You don't want to face Inside Out, man. Inside Out will... That, that's your... That, that, that's running straight to the Final Four easy. Mind you, I'm not even talking about the results posted for this bracket, which are an obscenity and a lie. No, you've got Ratatouille versus a Bug's Life. Like, what's a Bug's Life? You don't. Nobody saw that. Nobody. It's like here, two movies I know nobody saw: Phantom Thread and a Bug's Life. Bug's Life. That was that. That, that was bef- wasn't that before like Pixar was like Pixar Pixar. Like it was when they were still plugging in the programs and all that. I yeah, I think I <clears throat> I think Bugs Life was when they were like, hey, here's the screensaver we made while we were making Toy Story. Yeah, Don't hope you like it. I, I remember thinking it was pretty good, but the fact that I haven't bothered to watch it in <clears throat> several years or show it my daughter ever sort of suggests the. I mean, that's a fair eight. If they have Ratatouille as the one, Bugs Life is a fair eight in this region. Um. I but yeah, I, I disagree with either the Incredibles or Wally being a seven. Yeah, this is just trash. This is just straight goddamn trash. Whole thing. But the southeastern quadrant in particular, it's just leprosy. Just le- like le- leprosy trash all over the Well building. and then they, they, they group all of the toy stories together in one like so that only one toy story can come out, which feels you know, it would be I, I will say that would be very funny to me if in the real NCAA tournament they were like, uh, Duke, UNC, UVA, you're all in the same region. Sorry. Fuck you. We want you all to kill each other. Have a great time. <laughs> to avoid the title game being Duke versus Duke three. Right. <laughs> I like when Duke three almost died. Yeah. The, Duke three has a lot of death scenes. That was pretty good. Yeah. Like having all... <laughs> Like, look, the, I, I won't even tell you about the results, right? Because I'll tell you that Coco doesn't make it out of the first round, mm. which is bonkers. All right. But, but it, just clumping all the Toy Stories together, um, having Frozen and Moana as like Frozen and Moana face off in the first round. In the first round. Yeah, that's another one. I think they fucked whoever put this together fucked up all the like seven seeds because in the top left group you have Lion King versus Tarzan. That is a clear one versus a pretty fair eight. Uh, Tarzan's lucky to be here, quite frankly. If Frozen is a two, that makes Moana a seven, which is fucking crazy talk. Moana is a two at at worst, in my opinion. 
Absolutely. And what's fro what, what's fro what's frozen do like which that like if you're looking at Moana and Frozen, you're like, that's a two and a two. Right? Yeah. yeah. At very worst, like a three and a three. There's no understanding of seating here. None. I will say I find the left side, the Disney side of the bracket, a lot funnier because so the Pixar side at least has some completeness to it. You don't look at that and you're like, they forgot so-and-so. But the Disney side of the bracket, my mind immediately went to, oh my God, there are all these Disney heads that are going to be like, where the fuck's Lady in the Tramp? You gotta be fucking shit me. <laughs> 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> you are you? What are you talking? Snow White was nominated for an Academy Award. Where's Bambi? You're oh, stop erasing white put culture. Princess and the Frog, but not Bambi. Song of the South. I understand why that's not on here. Actually, <laughs> God damn it! Where's the Where's the Aristocats in here? Can't we get the fucking Aristocats? Not you can't get Adventures or Adventures Down Under. What are you? Who's gonna oh Who's gonna appreciate the late Disney excellence of a smart project as as eccentric as the Black Cauldron? Can we get uh, the Black Cauldron in here? Uh, Billy Joel was excellent in Oliver and Company. <laughs> Angry Disney guy is becoming Brady Hoke. <laughs> Brady Hoke definitely has Disney opinions. He's kind of shaped like soon. a Disney character. I don't mind it. But yeah, Big Hero Six. <laughs> he's, he's he's Baymax. Big Hero Three. He's are you theory. satisfied? <laughs> are you are you satisfied with your care? <laughs> Not really. Big Hero Seven and Five. <laughs> <laughs> Big Hero oh. Mish. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So that that really made me happy, especially because at the very bottom they got a cheat. And they got to put Nightmare Before Christmas in there. So at least, so there's some portion of the audience is, oh, you got to be, what are you, oh. <laughs> I love when people get really angry about this shit. Yeah, I like Nightmare Before Christmas is representing, like, the old classics. <laughs> shit yeah, I mean, like you could have, like, this is so poorly done, you could have, you could have sneaked some, like, like, random Bluth shit in here. You could have put, like, Land Before Time. Just to see if people were like paying attention. You could have put Secrets of Nim. They should have put like one random live action and hey, they put the jo the Jodie Foster Freaky Friday in here. That's confusing. Why did they do that? It's pretty good though. I got it beating Zootopia. <laughs> yeah, they put Night on Witch Mountain in here. That's crazy. <laughs> this one just says the uh the month where you got the Disney Channel free preview when you were a kid. Boy, that's a great one scene. Look at that. <laughs> An old episode of Hannah Montana. <laughs> Jacked up. Hannah Montana the song. Yeah. Sure. You know what? If you took that if you took that all the way to number one, you'd still get better results than they got when they actually played this out. Uh or the even trollier thing to do, given that it's um technically a Disney prop property now would have been to put first take as one of these. I'm like, yep. <laughs> First take beat Pocahontas. What do you got to say about it? On my Disney bracket, I have I have um, Phantom Menace as a one seed. <laughs> and also Thor 2 is a one seed. Yeah. Take, take care when you make your brackets, y'all. Please. I, I had my final four. I had Lion King versus The Little Mermaid. 
Didn't realize I liked The Little Mermaid so much. Um, the other side, I had Toy Story 3 versus Inside Out. And then, so I, I sent this to an expert, um, my daughter, who's obviously more the target audience here. Mm-hmm. Her final how four. Many, how, many of these, how many of these had she seen? She had seen all sports. of them except Coco, which she decided she wouldn't like because it looks weird. So she went with Cars, Cars 3. Um, I decided the opposite. Coco looks weird, so I have it over Cars 3. Her final four, Lion King versus Aladdin, pretty normal. She got Inside Out winning that quadrant, pretty normal. The Up Toy Stories, Cars, Coco quadrant, she has the fucking good dinosaur winning that. <laughs> what? Wow, the loy- she the- even seen that. The Loyola. The Loyola Chicago. I've never seen it, and I had no idea that she's seen it. She was like, no, it's really good. I, I was... I, I got I gotta watch the good dinosaur now. <laughs> Apparently, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, we then we both had Lion King versus Inside Out in the title game. Spencer, did you bother with this with your children? Uh, they have not seen like a There's lot of these. Cars versus Cars Three. Yeah, no, they, it would be. <laughs> yeah, no, it would be. It would be Cars. I mean, the car Cars would probably just they'd just be like Cars. You go. Well, what about Coco? That Cars. Okay, well, you guys have seen fun cars. They just would have gone cars. They're boys. They don't. They don't really have feelings that don't involve vehicles or fire. <laughs> I want to say that on the left side, like I haven't introduced, I haven't actually watched The Lion King. And one thing with The Lion King is wait, um, what? With The oh, Lion they King, they haven't watched The Lion King. No, they haven't watched The Lion King. I thought you said you haven't watched The Lion King. No, I I have I haven't shown it to them <laughs> okay. because I don't really want to know that their reaction to like dad dying would be less than I expected, right? Like if I show them the Lion no, King, no, no, like, they t- they take the wrong lesson from it. They'd yeah, be you, like, okay, so his dad dies, and then his life gets way better. Cool. Yeah, you don't want to encourage that. They're already too powerful. Yeah, like I showed them Big Hero because that's about like you know, hey, you should be helpful and you should you know sacrifice for others, and you know, it's great. Okay, cool. Don't show the Lion King. That's just like a roadmap to like, you know, patricide. I want to avoid that for as long as possible. Realistically, I think I have about four more years. <laughs>